guys, welcome back to Talk Spirit to Me. Today I am joined by the incredible Dr. Sarah Jane. Sarah is a global leading holistic chiropractor. I actually came across her a little while ago on the gram and I did a reading for her, which was so beautiful. And I felt so blessed to connect with her at the time that ever since I've been closely following her and everything that she does in her business. And you guys know I do not have anyone on this podcast that I'm not secretly fangirling over. So I know that you guys are absolutely going to love her. Her journey is so inspiring and she uses her spirituality in connection to the universe to help heal others, which is so beautiful. I hope you are just as inspired as I am by her and this conversation. Um, oh, and by the way, of course, Jade asks her silly questions that were fucking ridiculous. So I am so glad that Sarah is such a good sport and she took it like a champ. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Dr. Sarah Jane. <laughs> oh. Well, that is extremely formal, Jessica. And I can't call you Jess. It's going to be Jessica after yeah, that. It's very formal today. We mean business. <laughs> <laughs> Do we? Okay. Now I'm nervous. Now yeah. I'm nervous. No, we're both ridiculous. So <laughs> we, there, is, there is nothing here that is serious about this conversation. <laughs> uh, you're right. Actually, that, that now I feel good again. I'm comfortable. I'm ready to go now. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, I'm going to start with just a simple question, which probably isn't that simple, but tell me a bit about you. I want to know about your journey. How did you come to be the most sought after global leading holistic chiropractor? Oh, surely. I don't know who said, I don't know who said that, but I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, I'll take it. Um, my journey, look, it's a tricky thing to wrap up quickly. There's been so many different pathways that have kind of led me to where I am now. But in terms of what I do for work, um, there's been both personal and professional, you know, influences and changes in my life that has kind of taken me on exploring all sorts of different ways and different modalities in regards to healing, you know, from the Eastern to the Western, what can we learn from both of these worlds um, to create better health and wellness for ourselves, basically. So I came from a psychology background initially uh, with an undergrad in psych and philosophy. Um, And my philosophy was predominantly focused on uh, world religions, so especially Buddhism and Hinduism. So that's what first kind of opened my eyes. Oh, wow. Mm. That is so cool. Yeah, and I fell in love with it and I just didn't want to be a psychologist because it didn't quite fit. I loved loved human behaviour, but in terms of like the DSMV and diagnostic-wise, um, I remember being in class and then reading to me that the grief process only was given two weeks before it was considered prolonged. And so there was just, yeah, so there's just some things where I was like, this doesn't quite fit with me. Um, so I was lucky I went overseas, became like a yoga and meditation teacher like we all do, you know, uh, went okay. to India, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, and just really immersed myself in, I guess, the southeastern uh, culture. And then uh, came back. I was in fashion at the time. Um, I was a fashion buyer and I was looking for something more meaningful in my life. Um, anyone who knows me knows I love creativity. So fashion, interior design, all those kind of things, any form of artistry I'm in love with. Um, but I wanted something meaningful. So I went on to seek and I typed in the keyword uh, meaningful and a job came up for a chiropractor as their practice manager. Um, got it somehow, don't know how, and um, fell in love. Went and did applied science, clinical science, then did my postgrad in Buddhism and I'm doing my master's now in Chinese med. So that's kind of the professional story but personally you know a lot of ups and downs uh yeah some really challenging times one of them mainly being my mum who uh, was diagnosed with a very cooper's having a bark hey (laughs) neighbors um (laughs) he's protecting me uh cooper cooper listen to mummy he doesn't listen to a bird (laughs) i say no one does actually jess um, yeah, sorry, sorry, on a serious note, my mum was diagnosed with a very rare brain disease in um, when she was 68, so she went from happy and healthy to completely uh, uh, basically living with no frontal lobe and in care full-time. So that changed me a lot after that. So um, I'm very interested in the nervous system, why the body does what it does, what's the connection between, you know, karmic forces, what's the connection between uh, 
you know, what we do with our emotions in our life, uh, what can we do to make sure that we are living longer lives, but not just longer, but essentially really healthy and optimal lives as well. And that brought me to the nervous system and, and emotions predominantly. That's my main interest. I love that so much. And do you think that obviously the journey that your mum's been on and you've been along for the ride, has that sort of, I guess, progressed your like learning anymore? Like have you, has it pushed you or given you that extra like, I guess, you know, I guess push to like learn yeah. more and be more? Like- yeah, definitely. Like I feel like I live for her and me now because she's not capable of living. Um, she exists, but she doesn't live. Um, so anything that I can do um, to to take her with me, you know, I, I do. Um, but also I think it's just, uh, I don't want to say a sense of urgency, but it's just created, uh, I guess, a priority system, which is like what's actually important. But also I don't wait for another day anymore. That's something I I don't do. Um, I'd always put things off. Or maybe I'll go to Egypt next year. Maybe I'll go to, no, not anymore. I go and I do it um, because it's really, you know, it, it brings the reality of the fragility of life, the beauty of it, but also you know, the reality that we all will eventually have to say goodbye to everyone we love on this earth, um, you know, in terms of the physicality form, uh, which you know a lot about. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, it's we're, we're, it's all a dream. It's all, we're all here. Let's just utilise, you know, what we can in the 3D to live uh, the most beautiful lives that we can. And um, life is full of that. Life is full of hardship and, and grief and painful experiences, but it's also full of the most... Um, yeah, I, I think uh, grateful and, and, like I said, really beautiful times that we can um, face and, and also, I don't know, like just be happy with with how life actually does happen and have acceptance and peace around how things unfold instead of always resisting and reacting to life. Um, being Being one with life is something I'm very passionate about. Oh, I love the way that you word that. And like I, I keep like going back to your mom and that scenario and does it almost, was she open to like um, like what you do? Does she let you sort of help heal her like energetically? Have you ever like worked with her? Yeah, like we work with her. Look, she, she was never supposed to live. So the fact that she's alive is pretty incredible. Um, but, yeah, look, she's the one who kind of introduced me to this world to a degree. So I remember her buying, you know, Eckhart Tolle's book, um, The Power of Now for me when I was like 15. She was really into Oprah. So, you know, Oprah was going through her spiritual phase. And I think when I was like 12, mum bought me the five love languages and I was like, what is this shit? She's like, you need to know it, you know. So um, she's probably the one that exposed me to it. And she actually identified um, most with Buddhism in terms of a religion and spiritual path as well. So I actually, I think she started me in this, in this direction um yeah yeah so I'm grateful wow. for that I love that you've got that connection with her like that's yeah. like an eternal thing that's really beautiful yeah, um, yeah, yeah she sounds like a lovely lady and very tapped in she, <laughs> from she, a young she was age. a pain in the ass and still is but <laughs> she is um you know she had not she didn't have a maternal bone in her she wasn't a mother in that sense but she was my best friend um and someone who loved me uh, for me, and the best gift my mum ever gave me, I believe, uh, was she loved me unconditionally from the moment I was here. So she gave me a lot of freedom, which at times could be considered, I guess, neglectful um, in today's <laughs> idea of um, parenting. Uh, but she gave me such freedom and trust that I I was able to uh, develop a strong sense of self from a very early age and, you know, make my own mistakes, make my own experiences of the world and develop my own understanding of, of who I am and who I want to be um, without having all these expectations placed upon me that sometimes parents do. So I was very much, I was, she knew I was different, um, but I was very much uh, allowed to be who I really am from a very early age. And I think that's a very special gift to give anyone. Oh, absolutely. It's rare. Yeah. Really. So yep. I'm I'm glad you had that experience and that she gave you the space to be able to grow into who you've become because you are a powerhouse woman. <laughs> I am this is why you're here because I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm so inspired <laughs> by you and how far you've come. And I'm proud of you. Like your journey is just unlike anything else. I'm I commend you. I'm proud mm. of you. I think you're amazing. Um and obviously spinal energetics is sort of like, and, you know, that linked in with like your chiropractor and everything. Mm-hmm. Can you just explain to everyone like what 
is spinal energetics like what do people get from it why do people come to you what is this whole yeah. thing look it's a thing I'm not gonna <laughs> lie it is a thing um <laughs> look spinal energetics isn't something that we do to someone first off so yes it's a modality but ultimately we are facilitating a connection between practitioner or facilitator and the client you know why do people come and see us for many different reasons some people more so for physical pain that they don't have any explanation for so things such as fibromyalgia or uh you know uh, pain syndromes that that can't really be related to something specific that western medicine doesn't necessarily have an answer for um so these uh disorders are more so considered what we call psychogenic so any disorder that's creating a physical response due to an emotional or mental health or well-being uh you know misalignment that's where we do a lot of our work um, we also see a lot of people for gut issues, digestive issues, where they've had all these, you know, um, scans or, or whatnot, um, they've, where they've had everything checked in the gut, in the system, everything looks fine, but they're feeling, you know, bloated and all these symptomatologies that they don't necessarily have a pathological reason for as such yet. Um, so we help a lot with that. We help a lot with, you know, headaches all sorts of things but predominantly the main reason people come is that they are aware that there's emotions residing in their body in their physical form um, and they're emotions that are keeping them in the past or keeping them in the future they're emotions that aren't allowing the person to be present and it's almost like you've got this backpack on you constantly this weight on you constantly and spinal energetics really helps um, align the internal and the external so that you can feel a lot freer a lot lighter now, that doesn't mean instantaneously. Some of the sessions are quite intense and they're not necessarily a gratifying experience, at least initially, because you have to think about what stores in the body are things that usually are outside of our abilities to cope with at the time. So it's not necessarily going to be an enjoyable experience in that moment when you're you know, dealing with anger, frustration, um, you know, self-worth, abandonment, neglect, not feeling loved, not feeling worthy. All these things, they have a frequency to them and it's not necessarily a, a hugely, uh, you know, enjoyable experience at the time um, and we're de-layering the system each time as well working with a new um, layer which is almost like our energetic timeline within our, our physical body um, and our belief system is whatever's in your physical system was already in the energetic field prior so that's our goal as well why we work in the energetic field and in these other layers that relate to different parts of the energetic field so there's many many different reasons why people come but a lot of the time we're considered almost a somatic uh, therapy. So people see their psychologists or their counsellors and then they've done the talk, they've done the verbalisation, but they want to come and experience the release through the body itself. And, you know, we connect to areas in the body that represent certain tension patterns uh, that relate to metaphysical symptoms as well as physical symptoms. And we can feel these tangibly in the body and through the spine. We touch certain points that relate to certain points then in the energetic field. And then by working within the spine and the energetic field, we get this really amazing connection to the innate wisdom that resides within that person. So that same wisdom that's keeping your heart beating, that same wisdom that just brought you to be alive the same thing that keeps you alive. That wisdom is what we connect to. And when you connect to that, you're connecting to a higher state of consciousness and nothing else matters. You're connecting to the present moment. You're connecting to everything and nothing all at once, as well as yourself and every version of yourself. And it's just a beautiful uh, way to come home to yourself and to the world is the best way to describe it. Oh my God. I love that. A way of coming home. That's yeah. just beautiful. And I get asked this a lot because obviously what I do, you cannot see. Like I'm sitting here and I'm telling you that I'm feeling these things and I'm seeing these things as a psychic medium and everyone's like, what do you see and what do you feel? And, mm. and I'm going to throw that to you. Like what do you actually see and feel? Do you feel like intense energy? Do you see colours? Do you like feel pulled in different directions? Like what do you experience as the practitioner when you're doing this? I'm a bloody boring energetic worker because you're right. Everyone asks me like, you must see the energy. No, I don't see it. Um, I, I have a knowing of it. So I just have a connection to it. But I also have, you know, like any skill set, um, I've really fine tuned this skill. Uh, yeah. So by doing it all day, every day, you become 
good at it as well. You know, I think there's a natural ability to a degree. I think I'm a very uh, connected person to myself and the world. Therefore, I have the ability to connect to others easier. Um, But I don't think I was born with a special skill set. You know, this is why we teach it in the courses is to help people develop this themselves. But what I think I'm good at is whenever there's a client in front of me, I ask their body to communicate with me what's stored in there. And I listen to that. So I don't question what I listen. I don't question what I feel. So if I feel something and in my head it says it's related to grief, it's related to this, I just say it. I have a huge trust in what's being uh, communicated to me. And it's it's my own voice. It's not like I hear a separate voice, um, yeah. but it's it's just a connection to that person. Um, and, yeah, it's like I'm willing to hear it. So just by willing to hear it, you hear it. Uh, yeah. so a lot of the time in my sessions, I do that first. I assess what's going on, what I find is stored. I don't like to read people's histories. I like to feel it in the body. And then I tell them what I find. And then that's an incredible experience for them. Cause they're like, wow, like there's no way she could have known that. And a lot of the time I even bring up things that weren't even, uh, written on their form and they forgot about, or they didn't realize was still a, a thing that was existing. So that's not um, a psychic skill set as such. It's a skill set of listening to the communication of what's stored and how that feels in the body. What's something from childhood feel like in the body compared to something that was stored from a week ago? You know, there's a lot of nuances to it and it's an art form. Um, but yeah, don't see anything particularly special, unfortunately. Um, I would say I, I have started to feel energy more so the last few years, but initially I couldn't feel shit. So it was just a matter of dedication and practice um, to this to this world of energetics that really changed my own life. Um, and I just wanted to, I really wanted to make sure everyone had access to this kind of therapy all over the world. That's the goal. Oh, that is just so fascinating. It actually sounds so similar to how I work. Yeah. Like I just have to be open to hearing and feeling and just knowing whatever I know at the time and I can't explain it. It no. just sort of happens but you've got to be the type of person I guess that's you know open to trusting yeah well I think everyone has the ability you know I think everyone has an ability to even have psychic intuitive connections um the difference is it's it's something that you have to be fully trusting in listening Mm -hmm. because uh the soul the souls of others will only open when they feel full trust they'll only reveal themselves when they feel like it's a place to reveal um and it's hard to explain what that is or how to do that but that's kind of what we're doing yeah definitely and this is why I always say like with psychics and mediums or even with you know healers like you it's like go to someone that you're instantly like you're attracted to their energy or you feel Mm -hmm. different when you like are in their presence so you see them and you just keep coming back to the same person going I'm feeling like maybe you might be the person that I should see. You kind of just go with whoever you're drawn to because there is that like level of trust that you can't understand. Like coincidences don't exist in my world. Right. So if you think of like, just think of a coincidence in your life and then you look back on that and what that then unfolded for, you know, in terms of your path is usually quite large. Yeah. You know, and so I think I've had enough uh, reflection upon things like that in my own life now where I understand, even though it's sometimes very painful or something that I'm not wanting to happen at the time, I have this underlying trust that it's happening as it should. And Mm. that doesn't mean it's going to be always for my highest good in terms of gratification, but it could be in terms of my highest good of, of having to reach the level of where, you know, my essence wants to reach in this lifetime. And you've got to go through all different colours of life and all different experiences of that tapestry to really have the understanding to, I guess, connect to others from all different experiences of what they're experiencing. And so that's why I think a lot of healers do have a very interesting uh, life and that's based upon what they need as almost a precursor to to assist people within their own uh, experiences. Yeah. And do you find that you've, had to do a lot of people call it like doing the work have you found that you have become a better practitioner through dealing with your own traumas and your own healing kind of journey because you recognize things in other people that feel familiar like yeah you can tap in that way and go oh like I feel like this is maybe to do with this because it's bringing me back to like a feeling I've had before do you Mm. experience that I recognize parts of myself in everyone that I see 
you know, just because we're all connected at the end of the day, there's no disconnect. We're not separated. So what's ever within me is within you and vice versa. So if you're just willing to see all parts of yourself without shame or guilt, as well as, you know, just being curious about it or inquisitive about it, then you can enjoy the experience a lot more. And, you know, there's been times where I would say that I've been in better places than others or in places that are more aligned with who I am and places other times where I'm not. And, and you know, that's that's the human experience. I used to be very hard on myself, like I need to be a perfect human if I'm going to be a healer. And then I just realised, well, that's actually not attainable, number one. Um, and number two, what kind of healer would I be if I was perfect? Mm. Um, not a great one. So, you know, no one wants to connect to a perfect person or someone who shows themselves to be perfect. It actually creates a disconnect because we want to see the imperfections within others so that we don't feel alone and we feel like we can be who we are. So I'm very open about about myself, my life, um, maybe sometimes too open. <laughs> um, but I try to be as you know genuine as I can so then people feel like they can be their genuine self around me. It gives them permission to be who they are because I'm very comfortable in who I am. And is that a perfect individual? Definitely not. Do I make mistakes? Yes, I made quite a large one yesterday um, <laughs> in my personal <laughs> life. You know, um, I went, oh, that's a that was an interesting choice there, Sarah. What have we done there? Um, but I'll always reflect and I'll always dissect and and I'll always try to make lemonade out of the lemons, you know. Um, and so I can learn to be a better person. I always ask myself in every situation, how can this make me be a better version of myself, a more loving version of myself, and a more connected version of myself? How can I gain? the wisdom from this moment and that's what I attempt to do yeah I'm I'm the same I'm completely raw I'm honest I just tell people how it is I I allow people to come for the journey (laughs) (laughs) it comes with the journey but it's just it's real and you know a lot of the time like when I was growing up it was like you know, you have to pretend to be a certain way or people want to see like these you think people want to see you being perfect and achieving all these things and you do find that when you actually like drop those like perfectionist like layers of you and you actually just stand there just as you are, you actually attract more people to you and you heal together. Yeah. It's such a misconception of like everyone wants to be, you have to act a certain way or be perfect because, you know, God forbid you're a fuck up. Like, yeah. then people well, too late. Something of you. I'm really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't be a psychic if you weren't, you know. It's so so true. you need a bit of fucked upness in this world. <laughs> but you know what? The best people are a little bit fucked up. They're my yep. favourite kind of people. But because yeah. there's no judgement. You know, and like you said, people actually don't want to be around someone like that. They want to be around authentic individuals, for the lack of a better word. And that can yeah. mean good or bad, but they want to be around someone where they feel there's there's actual, you know, true possibility to be loved unconditionally. That's what we all want. We all want to be loved unconditionally. That's it. That's the purpose of it all. That's why we're all doing what we're doing. You break down every need, every desire. And it all comes to that one thing, hoping to feel like we're lovable and we're loved. And that's it. That's so true. Mm. I thought about it that way. We are every single one. That. Mm. Yeah, every single one. And, you know, I love how Osho, he's one of my favourite philosophers, um, talks about desire. And he says, you suffer if you have a desire regardless. And he's so right because you suffer when you achieve it and you realise it was just like a hand grasping at air, never existed anyway. You don't mm-hmm. feel any different anyway. There's suffering in that. And then there's suffering and having desire not fulfilled because you think you need something outside of yourself to feel whole. Um, so, you know, these, this has all been around for many years. This is why I look back on so many of the, of the greats who have already expressed what I'm expressing now. You know, they've, they've known this for a long time. None of the information I'm sharing is new as such. It's literally just a reminder of what can, and, and, and I guess I've, I've changed it in a way to make it more Western adaptable. So you don't have to be a spiritual person, for example, to necessarily come and experience this work. Um, And it's very tangible. You feel the energy moving. And that's something that I think, you know, people are looking for. Our rational brains, our logical brains are like, well, if I don't feel, I don't see it, it's not real. So the fact that people get a tangible response, I think has helped uh, get this gain some momentum from, from people. Yeah, I agree. I think we're all looking for that. And even with me, with readings, people want like the, the evidence like the tangible evidence that I'm not full of shit. Like, so that's what spirit have to bring every single time. 
it's so true. It's so true. Um, But it's hard to prove anything because it's not words. Words aren't enough to describe it. It's an experience you have to experience. You know, it's like when you fall in love, you, you can you can try to explain it like, oh, I just feel like this and I just want to be with them all the time. And you can try to explain it, but you don't know it until you felt it. I agree. Yes. And that's what this is. Some things aren't uh, are above words. It's so true. And yeah. like even when I'm channeling, I'm like, I wish that I even say this to clients. I'm like, I wish you could feel the way that I'm feeling right now because the energy is so strong. And like, I'm feeling like so much love of how much this person loves you. And then sometimes they go to me, oh, I'm starting to get the goosebumps. And I'm like, um, see, yeah, I'm they like, feel they're it. trying to like affect your physical body so that you know that the energy is. is with you. Like it's, it is, it's more than words. It's, it's feeling, it's just that inner knowing of like, they're there and you just can't explain it. So I want to know how do you um, like incorporate spirituality into your world? Do you like, can you communicate with your loved ones? Do you get signs? Like, tell me about like your kind of spirituality and your journey with that. Yeah. Look, I used to be a pretty spiritual person. Um, and when I say that, like I was very much like, uh, you know, maybe a bit annoying at one point. Um, <laughs> like me now. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I was just like really into like Gabby Bernstein, you know, I was into it. And I love Gabby Bernstein still. Don't get me wrong. I adore her work. It's exceptional. <laughs> um, but I was really into it. And like, you know, if I spilt my coffee, I'd be like, life's happening for me, not to me. And it's like, okay, Sarah, you just spilt the coffee. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, so I used to be a little bit more heavily into it. But I think that's part of the phase of it. You know, I think it's everyone, every spiritual person as such goes through this phase where it just becomes almost every part of you, you know. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I feel like I've matured with my spirituality. I don't necessarily, um, you know, uh, demonstrate that publicly that often. And I think that's just out of respect for my connection to, um, you know, consciousness or whatever you want to call it, God, universe, whatever word you want to utilize. Um, but, you know, there's been times in my life where I lost all of my spiritual connection. And they were actually very, very painful experiences. I don't think people talk about the grief of losing faith in something higher. Mm-hmm. And when you've when you've built your whole, you know, meaningful experiences based upon this idea and then something happens where it's completely unjustified and painful and tears you apart to the very core of yourself um, and almost, I guess, literally takes you to hell. When you go there, you're like, this can't possibly be, there can't possibly be a God. There can't possibly be a higher sense in this. Um, you know, so I've, I've been at a point where I've had to grieve my, my connection to that. But what's really exciting, again, is that over time I've built an even stronger connection to spirituality as a result of those times. So momentarily I might have lost the, I lost, I guess, my innocence to a degree of, of some of things of life. Um, which I think all of us will have or have had at some point. Um, but you can choose to live life feeling like there's nothing higher and that doesn't feel great to me. Or you can choose to live with life believing that there is. And I chose the latter. Yeah. And it's made my life far more beneficial because I really do believe it. It's not an idea. It's not a notion. I've had to rebuild that very belief within myself and and I do now. Um so that was tested and I think all all belief systems and value systems should be tested to their core at some point. Um, and then you really get to develop your real understanding and your real truth in terms of your relationship with spirit. So, you know, I, I definitely have a very strong one. Um, I meditate every day. Um, it looks a bit different. I like to exercise as well. That gives me time and peace to experience that. I I'm, I always look for signs in terms of not so much numbers and things. I was a big number person at one point. I was like, 11, 11, you know, <laughs> what's your what's your sun, moon and cancer rising? I used to be all about that, whereas now I'm not really into that. But yeah. I guess, I guess I've, I've merged it to be a little bit more middle ground, whereas it's a mm. huge part of me. Um, but uh, I guess I've made it a little bit more grounded in my day to day. But I just love it. Like, yeah, whenever I feel really like peaceful and happy, it's because I'm connected back to that source. And that's the goal of spinal energetics, connect you back to that source. And and that's why I came up with the modality, because once I had that feeling, 
I knew why I was here and everything made sense. There was just such peace and and love, that pure love feeling. Mm. Um, and I just wanted everyone to experience that at least once in their life and then everything everything was worth it, you know. Yeah, I agree. I relate to you so much as well because, um, you know, I, you know, after you lose someone, you question everything. You're mm-hmm. like, you're grieving. You're like, why the fuck has this happened for? Like you do lose a bit of faith in your life. And I remember standing there even when my sister was passing away and I was like, I'll do anything. Mm. I'm like, I oh, I'm putting crystals all over her yep. body. I'm like, come on healer I'm like I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing like I'm connecting with her soul I'm going I'll just fucking take me I was in this point where I was just like begging and there was absolutely fuck all I could do about it and it happened anyway and I was like what the fuck's the point in all this and I did I had those dark moments where you think what's what's the point and this Mm -hmm. is before I became who I am now Mm. and it was almost like that moment of going, I can't believe you've like fucked my life. You've fucked everything up. God, universe, whoever, mm. fuck you. Mm. And then from that, I've become a psychic medium and I've yeah. like really connected like stronger than I've ever obviously done before. And it's like mm. these things happen in life and, you know, it kind of brings you closer to where you need to be with like your spirituality and connecting to you know loved ones and the universe it's just it's weird how these things sort of work well you wouldn't probably be a psychic maybe if that hadn't have happened you know so when you look back on your life and you and you see how all the parts and pieces form to lead you to who you actually are in this moment and you you know and you and you go I'm a good person like I know I'm a good human being is doing my best to make this world a little bit better or at least someone's world a little bit better and you can go to bed at night resting knowing you know that you have full peace in your heart and in who you are and what you are in this world then I think that's what it's about and I think you have to have experienced a questioning a large questioning any real spiritual true spiritual person I know has had a questioning at some point and if you haven't had one yet it's coming I agree. Um, so there you go. It's coming. So and and you have to you have to have that metamorphosis. You have to dissolve every part of you that was to really become what you're becoming next. And I think, you know, people have experienced all sorts of different, I don't know, grief or whatever you want to call it, painful moments in their life. They're the ones who are usually the kindest, the most loving, you know, and that's not accident. That's because they've they've chosen to be, mm-hmm. and okay. and that's why I commend anyone who's who's in this path and doing what they want to do to make them feel like you know they that they belong here. Then do it. Why do we judge people? Let's just encourage everyone to find the best way that they could live to be the kindest and and uh, human they can be. That's it. Yeah, I agree. And even when you were talking about before, how you're like. You know, I used to be into the angel numbers and I used to be into <laughs> fucking all this sun, moon, rising, all this shit. I, you know what? It's so interesting because with me, like if someone was to like land on my Instagram page or even just talk to me or whatever, like <laughs> people are going to be like, what the fuck? I don't <laughs> I don't even know my fucking sun, moon, rising. Oh, I, no, I know mine at least. I have no fucking idea. And you wow. know why? What kind of psychic are you? I know. And I fucked, right? No, but you know why? It's for one, my defense, right? I don't even know the time I was born because my parents are fucked, right? I had to call the hospital. That's how dedicated I was. My hospital is no longer existing. (laughs) Well, you're doomed. You're bulldozed. You're never going to know. They go, it was around dinner time. We remember ordering fish and chips. I'm like, well, that does not fucking help me. That's that's a true parent. No one would ever do that. These days they would make a book about what time you're born (laughs) and what second. Real parents don't even know what time you came. And that's, 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 that's true. I know. But there's all these things that, you know, like I love. I love spirituality. I love all the things, but I don't like to get caught up in a lot of that stuff. I kind of like to just go with whatever's coming to me at the moment. And I'm learning so much now that I've just jumped into my business full time, which is fucking terrifying. (laughs) You're supposed to shit yourself a bit. That's the key. I know I do. I'm shitting myself, but I'm loving life and I've become this different version of me. And I'm learning to sort of come back 
to me, like I like how you were talking before, like coming back home and starting to like get connected with my body again because I was in fight or flight for so long mm. and like just trusting that however I'm feeling at the time is where I'm kind of meant to go. I'm leading, I'm leading with like my intuition again mm. rather than like leading with the, oh, like what's about to happen to me? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's it's a strange way and it's uncomfortable. Most people are living in full reactionary mode, you know. Mm. Um, even you can watch it, you can observe it, you know. And if you remain calm, you can see it so clearly that people are just really trying to, they're just playing out this old pattern and you can see it, you can smell it. You're like, this isn't about me at all. This is this person's pattern. And so being able to recognize people and also separate them from their actions as well. You know, like people like, oh, that was a, he's a bad person for doing that. Well, no, he's not a bad person for doing that. He's a human being. Mm. He, He did a maybe a not so great thing, but that doesn't mean he's a bad person. You know, we generalize everything. We have a very lack of compassion for when people are human and make errors and make mistakes when we're all just making it up as we go. Yeah. Um, we're all doing the best we can. No one's, no one's, no one can remember being here before, you no. know, it, you, you flat out without a handbook again. So, you know, let people like make a mistake. Um, and, and, yeah I don't know life's really interesting post-COVID the world's been a very interesting place in terms of you know even where my clients are at it's just created a deeper thinking for a lot of people and what they're really wanting in this life um and yeah a lot of us don't know what we actually want no we're blind we're blindly navigating we're like I think I want this and then you get you're like actually didn't want that at all no I don't want that (laughs) I want my own business No. no I don't what is this you know everyone's like oh you only work three days a week now I'm like oh yeah you tell yourself that yeah Um, no I'm physically here three days a week but there's no such thing as a day off you know no especially when you work for yourself there's so much behind the scenes people don't see so I am just like in awe of everyone who runs their own business now I'm like holy shit like you guys are fucking warriors yeah (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot but you know like for me the stuff that comes with that and but having my own creative out like output and knowing I can do things how I want to do them just was enough for me and and that's what I was born to do I know I was I wasn't meant to work for someone else it was never going to be that way um but you know we're excited for where spinal's going um and where it's heading we're releasing level two next year which is exciting we're bringing in the organ systems and cranials and all sorts of exciting shit um but you know, it's funny because I think when people meet you or me, they're very much like, oh, you're not like I thought you'd be. Um, and But they love it because they, you, they realise you're real. Mm. You're just like them. Yeah. And, yeah, that's what we get. A lot of feedback in the courses is like, oh, Sarah's very different to what we thought she'd be like. She's just so approachable and, you know, down to earth and and in there with us. We're like, you know, I'm not seeing Kumbaya and... I don't know. No, I know. Being Paolo Santo and everyone as they walk in, you know. <laughs> We're a very grounded, energetic practice. I love that. And <laughs> you know what? It's so funny too. Like when like you look at your videos and, you know, you have this presence about you when you're working and because you're such a like the way I see your energy when you're working is you're so in your power and you're so confident and like people may think that you like when they meet you in person that you might come across like that big girl boss kind of energy yeah but you're I so don't soft, you're I beautiful. know I'm a, everyone goes you're a lot shorter than what I thought you're a lot that's so much feedback you're a lot shorter than in your videos I'm well then like, I'm a what? fucking midget what are you <laughs> you're like the off wizard of oz yeah um I don't know what that is but everyone says you're you way tinier yeah, you're so tiny in real life. Like you're just this little powerhouse. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, don't know. <laughs> but, you know, the videos are interesting. We we do realise they look ridiculous most of the time. We are aware of it. I love um, them. But we do it to provoke thought too. Like it's thought, it's, it's, it's thought provoking. And that's what we want. We want you to start thinking about is there more than what I think there is. Yeah. And that's when people's belief systems just shatter too. They come in for a session and they can't believe that it's, real as such mm. and their whole belief systems about everything changed like what I thought I knew and what I actually know are very different yeah and like what a beautiful way to start living life exactly you're like it's almost like you're cracking people open 
and like to a new can feel like that at times (laughs) I know I can imagine and like with the energy that you're dealing with and like even with me like I've been thinking about new ways that I can like shake off energy like because obviously there's residual energy that you don't mean to carry with you from when you're working with people and because you're dealing with like you know I guess the deepest emotions that anyone ever has like stored up in their body how do you like shake that off or do you have any rituals and things you do because this can be helpful just for anyone in general like walking around with you know they might have a toxic family member or whatever and they're trying to get rid of their energy when they move away from them what I do get you do a, get asked this a lot and I feel like I disappoint everyone when I answer it because it's very right. simple so I'm um, here you go guys it's <laughs> um so what I do is I literally turn it like a dial like a volume dial yeah so when I'm at work I turn it on and when I'm finished, I turn it off. Yeah. And Do you visualize it? No, it's like I just say it to myself. All right, I'm on now. All right, I'm off. So it's like right. a, I, it's to a point where I can turn it on and switch it off. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm reading everyone's bodies everywhere I go. Like, no, I don't want to go down the street and do that. I, yep. I turn off, you know. Um, so I'm very, uh, it feels like I've got quite a good way of, of opening and closing that, that part of me. Um, the other thing I am quite particular about is showering after. Yep. So I like to shower after and then I just wash my clothes. So I don't wear the same clothes, like whether they're dirty or not, I wash them every time. Um, and that's just something that I do. Um, but for me, that discernment around families or, you know, people that trigger us or for lack of a better word, or people that, you know, encourage a certain response in us at times um (laughs) you know it's that same ability to be able to self-control like control is not the right word but self-regulate is is such a a skill in this world Mm. and if you can discern you know how much you take in and on when you're interacting with people who are you know maybe bringing up some stuff for you the calm one always wins, yeah. The calm person always wins because they're staying in their truth. They're staying in their heart. They're staying in their power. You don't need to be angry to get your point across. In fact, it's usually going to do the complete opposite. It's going to create defense in the other person. So we're all just defensive, defending each other. It's, it's actually going to end up with the outcome you actually don't want. So when you start realizing when you stay centered and you have that ability in that dial yourself to stay centered, um, despite you know the wave that's throwing itself on you at the time you, you can trust yourself a lot more in situations you trust yourself a lot more in conflict you trust yourself a lot more to deal with difficult conversations because you know that you you know yourself you know that no matter what that person does you can stay in this in this moment like that and you know that's been a skill set that I'm still working on but I'm getting pretty good at it now mm. I'm getting getting a lot better and to just not take things personally for people as well yeah I love that way of thinking too. It's not easy to stay calm when people are throwing shit at you. But when you're competitive and you're like the calm one wins, yes, that's what I have to tell myself. But also I also embody someone that I I respect. So I'll pick someone at that time and I'll be like, how would they respond? So if I'm like Mother Teresa, all right, if I want to embody Mother (laughs) Teresa right now, would she tell them to fuck off? No, no, Mother Teresa wouldn't do that. Well, I don't know. Maybe someone's been told to buck off by Mother Teresa before, but <laughs> in you know, or Eckhart Tolle, or even I bring the Dalai Lama out a lot. I'm like, yeah. how would the Dalai Lama respond to this? Because I really respect and value his way of life, his mm-hmm. peacefulness, you know, um, his ability to have freedom through understanding. Like he's just a you know, compassion, the most compassionate individual on the planet. So how if if someone was yelling at him, he wouldn't even allow it, wouldn't even touch the sides. And we think to, you know, tell people how we want to be treated and and to meet them with aggression or meet them with, you know, being attacked is going to get them to behave the way we want them to behave. Where in fact, if our need is pure love and you show them pure love, even when they're behaving a certain way, that doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. You still have boundaries, but you communicate them with immense love, immense love for yourself as well as the person in front of you. And when you do that, you're creating actually a real opportunity for true connection rather than defense mechanisms and bonding from the past all just playing out over and over again you're actually allowing real human unconditional love in your life and that's what we want that's so true i'm gonna do that next time yeah what would the dalai lama do (laughs) 
<laughs> he ain't telling people to fuck off. No, but I have, <laughs> I have said in my head before, I don't give a fuck what the Dalai Lama do right now. <laughs> ah! Oh, um, I love that. But what's interesting is people will self-correct when you maintain your calmness. You don't need to tell them what's right and wrong. People know. And people know yeah. themselves when they've been decentered. And if you keep your centre when they're not, they will eventually come around and actually try to approach you again and apologise for, for what, you know, occurred. And mm-hmm. so you don't need to tell people what to be. They can be it on their own. Just give them the space to do it. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm. Well, I'm going to be trying to move forward in that calmness and <laughs> embracing all of the calm people because I can you, be a little firecracker sometimes. You just go home and firecracker. <laughs> or, you know, you or just, Jade. Yeah. There's certain people I'm fiery with, but they're people who I know I have immense ability. And I'm like, I'm going to crack it right now. And this yeah. is why. And then, but they're people who I know know me well enough to know in five minutes I'm calm again. Yes. You know, sometimes yeah, just I just need, need to express, moment. just need a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a moment here. Yes. Um, but there's only certain people who I'll I'll do that with. Yeah. You pick yeah. the people. The people who people. can hold the space for you. The people who they aren't allowed to leave right. me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the people who are stuck. <laughs> the people who are completely stuck with me, that's when I show my true colours in all aspects, you know. I love that. Well, I have some questions for you that are not my Uh-oh. questions. These are your so, wife's questions. Yes. So these are the ones I've been looking forward to, actually. Oh, and they're so fucking inappropriate. Woo! So I'm glad they're for you. So well, I told <laughs> I told her you're a holistic chiropractor, right? Because she's like, what does she do? I'm like, I'll tell you. So she's taken oh, this literally. Up. So these are your questions, right? So she's dead serious. She's legit. She said, ask her, do bones give her a boner well is there a bone in a penis or does she I mean the work do. I do giving me a yes a I work. think she means do bones in general just give you a boner maybe like a like an intellectual boner <laughs> like I just love learning about the body you know so maybe there that. is a bit of a in a boner going on yeah, I reckon. Yeah. All right, give her a yes. <laughs> All right, I love I'll it. I'll get uh, that's on the next business card. That one. <laughs> Your bones give me a boner. That's what... <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> She's so inappropriate. Um, <laughs> best question I've ever been asked. Oh, I'll down. tell her. She won. Tell her it. she won. She won. Okay. <laughs> So she goes, it's all about bones and cracking. If you could only crack one type of bone for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Ooh. Oof. All right. I don't do any manipulation in my clinic, so we should have given her that heads up. I know. But I think one of the most powerful adjustments that you can receive, whether it's through my work or even, you know, traditional uh, methods, um, is probably your C1, your atlas and your occiput, those, those, and as well as the coccyx. So anything working with the top of the neck and the bottom of the sacrum, yeah. I think are really powerful. Um, and that's because you're working with, you know, heaven and earth, like you're working with the the polarities of the greatest heights and the greatest lows within you. Um, so any adjustments connected to those parts, I think are usually the most powerful. Oh, I love that. Mm. I really do. All right. She's got two more. <laughs> We're giving her too much airtime, Jen. Next time, tell, say two questions is enough. How funny! This will be quick. Um, <laughs> I love the way she words this. If you could crack anyone in the world, who would it be? Like so a, if, oh. if you could work with anyone in the world, who would it be? If you could help them heal. Ooh. Oh, that. So not from a different aspect. Sorry, I was taking it somewhere else. <laughs> you can take it. Okay. Away, no, this is all right. This is serious. So if anyone knows his people. I would love to see Lewis Capaldi. Okay. I don't even know who that is. He's a singer, right? And he has oh. Tourette's syndrome. And he's developed, his Tourette's has gotten exceptionally worse since becoming famous because whenever he gets anxious or stressed, his body starts. So it's to the point where he can't perform anymore. And he's the oh, most incredible wow. singer. And I believe that I could help him. Oh, well, anyone who knows him. Lewis. Let him know. I really believe it. Like I've he's had ready. dreams. I've had dreams about it. Oh, my God. Maybe you're manifesting this. I don't know, but I feel like I could really help and that would be my goal. And he's actually a very, he comes across as a very beautiful, souled human. And um, I just, I I hate seeing people suffer. It 
it just kills me. So yeah. if I could help in any way, I would I would love to. Oh, that's really nice. Well, hopefully one day you get to do that. Lewis, come Lewis. on, Lewis. We'll tag him in his podcast. <laughs> so we listen should. to the last minute, Lewis. <laughs> We're going to help you. Oh, well, he can hear this bit then. Mm. Um, so Jade wants to know if you've seen her crack on my Instagram and if you like it. I haven't. Is there a crack that there's, I should be looking at? There's always crack. I think you might actually be on my story right now. Last All right, time. hang on. I'm bringing it up. I need to see this. Where are we? Oh, Let's have I hope a it look. hasn't gone yet. Let's see if I can get live crack. Where are we? There you are. We can get the action. I wonder if it's still there. Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> So she wants wow. to like it. Look, I wasn't, you know what's weird? I was looking for it, but yet not expecting it at the same time. <laughs> uh, that wasn't delivered the way that I thought it was going to be delivered. Um, It was just a straight pull down. I it thought, was. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a little bit more alluring, you know, a bit slower and then no. like a tiny little bit to a, no, we went straight full blown no. pull down. She's straight into it. Look, and it's, it's a surprise. I feel I feel like that represents who she is. It does. I feel like if that's a description of, I think yeah, it's a full reflection of of her of her way of being in this realm, and I'm appreciative yeah. of that. So my day just got better. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being such a good sport with Jade's ridiculous. <laughs> Fucking hell, Jade. She'll love it. She'll love the fact that you have an intellectual boner. I'll let her know Yes, she won the question. Well, she did. Yeah. She did well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> but on a serious note, how can people connect with you? How can they find you? All the things. <laughs> I feel ridiculous going into that after what we just discussed. Get serious now, doctor. But I do have a serious side to me. Although if this doesn't work out, comedy might be the next thing. <laughs> I think so. I think that's my backup <laughs> plan at this point. So. You can find me, Dr. Sarah Jane Cairo, Instagram, or Spinal Energetics Instagram. They're the two easiest ways. We're on bloody YouTube at the moment. We've got a website, all those things, um, drsarahjanecairo.com or Spinal Energetics. Just Google Spinal Energetics. Have a look at our videos, see what you think, um, and, you know, even send us what you'd like to see from us. We'd love to provide you guys with a little bit more um, visual and educational tools um, to help you understand this, this weird-looking modality a little bit better. Amazing. Well, thank you so awesome, much Jess. for being here. Thank you, Jessica. That is okay, Dr. Sarah Jane. <laughs> I feel like that's an 1800 number. <laughs> I, I, is it this is. a podcast still? Have I called the wrong thing? <laughs> I love that. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jess. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talk Spirit to Me. If you love the podcast and want to continue to support it, the best thing that you can do is to share it. You can also follow it and rate it wherever you listen to your podcasts. We love hearing from you guys, so please keep those reviews coming. Are you wondering what the hell you just listened to? Tune in next time for answers from spirit or follow me on Instagram at Jessica Lynn Mediumship.